Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Today, I am very excited to speak with Nick Hoschneider and Ryan Colby. We're going to learn all about fitness modeling and how taking quick action will help you propel you in your career. Hi, Nick and Ryan. How are you guys today? Good. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It's very raining here in New York. It's it's been pouring for like twelve hours. Yeah, it's pretty miserable here in Philly too. So at least we're all warm inside, right? We're not hanging out outside today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. well, Nick, look, let's get started. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with um, modeling and how you got to know Ryan? Yeah, well, um, I was in Colorado pouring concrete for my dad. Um, my grandpa started a company in the 50s. and then uh, So concrete was kind of all I knew. I, I've been pouring concrete since I was 19. And uh, I did a fitness show last August, and I uh, did really good. I qualified for a national show. And I figured, like, well, I'm in great shape. Why don't I see what I could do with my body? What if I can make, you know, start making money off of, you know, being in great shape. So um, I kind of checked, looked into modeling. I found a company online. Um, I found VIP Ignite, and uh, um, I was curious about it, so I did uh, some research, and it looked uh, like a really good company. Um, so I got involved with them, and that's kind of how I met uh, Ryan. I had some pictures done in in Miami, and uh, Ryan saw the pictures. And... Um, yeah, that's kind of how we came in contact with each other. Awesome. So, um, how did you decide to go down to Miami for the for the grand opening and the photo shoot? Um, Alicia uh, invited me. Awesome. Very um, cool. So, yeah. what, was that your first photo shoot when you were down in uh, Miami? That was yes. Awesome. Very cool. So, what was it like to be on your first photo shoot? Um, it was good. It was, uh, it was new. It was different. I mean, I've done fitness posing, which is um, completely different. Um, fitness, I mean, uh, it's just different poses, I guess. You're trying to look as, as big as possible. And um, so a different style of posing. So that was all new to me. So. Oh, awesome. Well, I know that fitness is something that you're truly passionate about because I know um, this morning I wanted to skip my workout, but I was like, I'm talking to Nick in a couple hours. I have to do my workout. So can you share a little yeah. bit about how fitness has impacted your life? Um, yeah, well, I've always uh, saw my dad um, as a big, strong guy. He was, uh, played linebacker for Wyoming, and um, ever since I was little, I just always liked the idea of um, being extra muscular and aesthetic and uh um, so it was after I stopped wrestling in college. I wrestled in college for a year. And uh, I stopped, and I was uh, just lifting weights, and I was thinking, um, I lifted since I was uh, 14. I've been, you know, doing push-ups and sit-ups every day since I was 10. 
And uh, when I was uh, 19, I uh, I wasn't wrestling anymore, and I didn't know what I was doing with myself. And um, I just kept on lifting, and uh, I, there was a trainer that asked me to do a, a fitness show. And um, I did it. I did really good. Um, and uh, saw a lot of potential, man. I just kept on kind of going down that road. And I didn't know what I was necessarily getting into. I just... Uh, I just, I just like lifting, and every, every day I was like, man, I shouldn't spend so much time in the gym, but every day I'd have so much results. I'm like, I'm just going to lift hard like this for a couple more months and see what happens. And, I, and it was always like, man, should I spend this much time in the gym, but I'm, I'm getting massive results. I'm just going to keep on doing it for just a little bit longer. And um, uh, after a few years, I've had uh, massive results, and, um, you know, it's like uh, – Every time you think about uh, turning back, there's a reason to keep going forward. And, um, you know, I love uh, developing muscle. And um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has been a bit of inspiration for me. And uh, okay. I just like the idea of aesthetics. And so, yeah. Awesome. Something we talked about the other night um, in our pre-interview is you were talking about how you love um, lifting weights because you can be, you can pretty much sculpt your body any way that you want to. Can you talk a little bit about that for us? Exactly, yeah. Um, pretty much the way you envision your body, you can get there with bodybuilding. Um, you know, other sports, you kind of don't get to choose how you develop, but that's the great thing about bodybuilding is if you want bigger biceps, you can just focus on the biceps or, you know, in, if you have an idea, an image in your head of how you want to look, you can get close to that. You know, surely it'll take time and lots of energy and dedication, but any way you envision your body is is, uh, is what you can make of it. So that's the cool yeah, thing about it. And um, so. Yeah, that's so true. Like, do you work with a trainer to help you do that, or how do you how do you learn like how to develop different parts of your body? Um, well, I've had a trainer. I, I watch a lot of, uh, do a lot of research and I, you know, see what these guys from the golden era were doing, you know, Arnold and all his friends back in the seventies and early eighties. And, um, I've had a trainer for a personal trainer for about a year on and off. Um, but, um, pretty much when I was in high school, I had my football coaches, uh, teaching me how to lift weights. And then I had my wrestling coaches teaching me wrestling exercises. Then I had my track coaches teaching me track exercises. So I got a pretty good range of, you know, sports to, that I've learned from. But then my okay. personal trainer was, uh, you know, more more bodybuilding. So. Okay. Now, Ryan, from your perspective, what's it like to have someone that you're working with who knows he can literally, like, sculpt his body by by diet and exercise like what's that like for you does that make your job a little bit easier or um it's kind of in the middle it's easy and hard at the same time because um this is new york city so they love you know guys and girls with hot bodies but my background is fashion so that's what i grew up with that's what i know as as many of you know i spent 15 years being a high fashion model. So I honestly, in the 46 years of my life, have been in the gym one time. So, what? so I don't know. <laughs> I've only been in the gym once in my entire life. 
And my agency, when I was a model, specifically told me not to go to the gym because they wanted me to be as skinny as possible. They didn't want any form on me whatsoever. They wanted me to be a clothes hanger. So I did exercise. I did stuff in my apartment or I walk a lot. I dance. But I've never touched a weight. I've never – it's just never happened. So um, when I became an agent, I gravitated towards fashion boys and everyone in the world – my, you know, name is synonymous with high fashion boys, but of course, as times have changed in the world, as far as in this industry, I had to start taking on more um, sportswear boys, fitness boys, underwear boys, because that kind of lifestyle makes money, and the fashion boys make money too, but it's a shorter-lived career, and uh, okay. so I did take a few um, fitness guys. When I first started, I had like 10 fitness guys, and they did really good. And, you know, they did, you know, I had a boy named Arthur who did men's health covers all over the world. And he, you know, but their schedule is so exhausting. Sometimes it was really hard to manage them. So they kind of fell off the vine a few years ago. And then I started taking on a few more every couple of years. And when Nick came along, I decided to do it again because I figured – there's all these sportswear companies that are forever emailing me, and I, you know, sometimes when I send pictures of the boys, they're like, oh, he's too skinny, his legs are too skinny, his chest is too small. I think the boy is huge, but to them, they're not. They're small. So okay. I figured a couple, a couple of guys that are a little bit on the larger side would be good for those clientele. So he's in the beginning stages, so we'll see what happens this year. Sometimes I get nervous because sometimes the fashion clients or some clients, even that are sportswear-based, constantly ask me how much he weighs. But, you know, I've never been a weight person. I I don't Mm -hmm. even know how how much my models weigh. But him specifically, I do need to keep track of it because I'm constantly being asked, and it's got to stay under a certain amount. It's You know, otherwise the clients get turned off because they're like, he's too big and you know, so it's kind of it's it's easy and it's hard at the same time. It's easy to for, for photographers to shoot him to test with him because he's got a great body, so the photographers love that. But I don't want that to be his entire life, where you know where yeah. he's only showing his body seven days a week. Like to me, that gets boring, it gets monotonous, and the public will get sick of looking at it. So there has to be a range. Hence, why I need him to stay under a certain weight, so he does have range. So if a more sportswear-based fashion client wants to use him, then he can fit the clothes instead of just being this gym boy where they can't see him wearing anything but a Speedo, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. It's a challenge. It's not impossible. If it was impossible, I would just never have spoken to him, you know? (laughs) I'm not interested in, like, slaving away. But uh, it is a challenge, that's for sure, yes. Yeah, I feel like our theme this week, Ryan, is like change, just change. Because every like of our podcast the other day, we were talking about how everything's changing. So it's really cool to mm-hmm. uh, again. I said this the other day when we were talking. I think it's really cool for the talent who are listening to hear that even someone who's been in the industry as long as you is constantly changing. And I think that's something like I think that's something everyone just really needs to understand. Well, anyone who isn't is stagnant. I'm not interested in doing the same thing every day. I mean, 
like I said, I, I don't like slaving away and working super hard where no results, but I don't mind the challenge because mm-hmm. when, the, when the results start coming in, it makes it so much more fun. Like I said, with, I mean, mm-hmm. with Nick, he's, he's still so new that we're still, you know, grooming him, but I've had other boys in the past where, you know, six months in and then all, all of a sudden here comes that big break and it makes it so much more fun than some boy that just starts working in a week. It's, you know, it just makes it more fun when you work and work and, and slave away and go to the gym and run on these test shoots and run around like a chicken on these castings and do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And then finally a major person comes in and says, Hey, I want to use him. And that makes it more, yeah. way more fun for me and the talent. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> yeah, no, so. definitely. Nick, um, so tell us how your life has changed from, like, pouring concrete to now being in New York City. Like, how have you dealt with all of those changes? Um, definitely a huge change. Um, I've Back in Colorado, I had my big old diesel truck, and, uh, you know, I'd wake up at 3, 4, 5 a.m. to go pour concrete. I drive usually way out east where there's, you know, where everything's being developed or, um, you know, I was came from, you know, generally working in a, all summer I worked in a, you know, pretty much a big old dirt field. And, uh, you know, so now I walk everywhere. Um, you know, it's hard not having a vehicle when you, when you drive so much and then walking everywhere yeah. and just keeping track of everything you need to do, everything you need to keep with you. Um, you know, eating healthy is definitely a bigger challenge because in Colorado I could, I can make all my meals and put them in my, my cooler in the backseat of my truck and I have them with me all day. And in, mm-hmm. here in New York, you know, you have your gym bag, you have your charger, you know, what are you, are you going to bring, you know, tennis shoes and a, a lunchbox and now you you know you have 10 bags with you so it's um yeah. it's definitely a challenge to eat healthier out here you know the temptation you know you're walking by food all day you know walking <laughs> yeah. by the front door and you could smell the it at least when I'm, get you. yeah at least when I'm in Colorado <laughs> I get on the highway after work and I drive home and you can't really smell anything on the highway and you know it kind of keeps you away from looking at all these restaurants when you walk by you know, 30 amazing restaurants on the way home. It's, uh, it's difficult, but, um, so. Yeah, 30 amazing restaurants and 20 bad ones, but they're all still tempting. At the other, yesterday I was going, I was leaving, um, my nine to five, like I walked by and smelled a cheeseburger. So now all I can think about is a cheeseburger and fries. So I totally feel your pain there. Yeah. Yeah. You have to stay away from the, from the, um, donors, donor kebabs, the donor stands. <laughs> Oh, halal. Oh Wait, say what, Nick? What did you say? The halal. The, they're called donors. In, oh, the in halal. In all parts of the country, the like in Spain, they're, they're called donors, but here they're called halal, I think. Same thing, but the yeah, lamb. Yeah. The lamb. Yeah. Is, 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 yeah, 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 I know. I love <laughs> There's only one good one in the city. It's on the corner of 23rd and, and 8. It's an amazing halal truck. It's super clean, super... The woman is so nice. She gives you extra. That's the only one I visit. And she's, she kills me because it's only $7, but it's like two meals. <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. Okay. Know that? Extra okay. mayonnaise, extra <laughs> lamb. Oh, my God, I'm dying. <laughs> oh, okay. We have to stop talking about food. Otherwise, I'm going to just, like, end the call and go get a cheeseburger. So <laughs> we need to get back on track here. 
Okay, so so aside from like the like the food, all the delicious food and like all that, like how is your like how is your family is your family supportive of you being in New York at this point? Oh yeah, they're very supportive. You know, um, um, you know, they couldn't be more happy for me. Um, and it's not that you know, I think they're just happy that you know, well, my parents that uh, you know, I, you know, kind of. Uh, I, I didn't have a bad life. I had a great life in Colorado and it's, there's yeah. nothing wrong with what I did. And, um, you know, just to have the courage to say, you know what, why not? If I can, I have the thought in my head, why not pursue it? And, um, you know, so often uh, fear sets people back and, um, you know, so I think it, uh, um, it does take a lot of courage kind of mm-hmm. to say, Hey, I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to stop pulling concrete. I'm going to go do something. You know, I'm not going to, you know, for a little while, I'm not going to know uh, where my paychecks are coming from. You know, I'm going to have to work, you know, um, in Colorado, you know, it's easy. I work six days a week. I get paid on Friday. And um, mm-hmm. I know generally how much it's going to be. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of difficulty with that and uh, fears of the unknown. And, um, you know, I just uh, say, hey. I'd be more scared if I didn't do this than if I did. So that's uh, kind of my reasoning, which uh, kind of pushes me forward. Cool. And yeah, that's, that's a good um, segue. That's a good segue because the other day Nick and I had to talk about his future because it is scary because he doesn't get a paycheck every Friday um, because mm-hmm. of it's not a, a consistent um, – schedule it's not nine to six or eight to five or whatever so it is it can be scary but he's a good candidate for this and that's why i told him you know just be patient things will pop off soon because he's a perfect candidate he doesn't have children he doesn't have a mortgage he has very minimal um overhead i mean he's got a car he's got insurance and you know stuff like that but nothing so severe that this that this sacrifice isn't plausible because He's single. He's he's young. He's not. He doesn't have like a massive college loan to pay off. Like so, therefore, he's a perfect candidate to do this. I mean, yes, it's a struggle, and there are weeks where you know maybe he'll have a thousand dollars coming in from catering or from working or TV. But then there'll be weeks he has zero dollars coming in, and you got to just budget that while you're in the city, knowing mm-hmm. just because this week you did good and you did four jobs this week, uh, that doesn't mean next week's going to be the same thing. You know, so you have to just be careful and budget and make sure that you are communicating with all of the part-time jobs that you have and stuff like that because anything can happen overnight. You know, just because at 10 o'clock at night you're not working doesn't mean by 6 a.m. you aren't. You know, things can change overnight. So New York City is a very odd place, and it is scary. I mean, I don't really remember what I thought when I moved here because it was literally 30 years ago, and I don't recall, but – it is scary, and I do empathize and sympathize at the same time. I sympathize and empathize with the boys when they move here because some of them are young. They're 18, 19, 20 years old, and they're coming to a city that's way more expensive than it was when I moved here and way more mm-hmm. competition than it was when I moved here. And, you know, it's a different world than when I moved here. When I moved here, I was already an established model overseas, so my 
struggle wasn't really a struggle. I had money in the bank. I had already worked for five years. I was already a top model. So I was like, whatever. If I work in New York, I do. If I don't, I'm just going back to London. You know, some of these boys don't have that option. So I have to sympathize with them when they're like, you know, I haven't done anything in a week or two or three. Okay, well, you know, it happens. I mean, the top models in the world, you speak to any of these girls, all the major stars, you know, all the major superstars, they're, you know, they had to start from somewhere, and it takes a minute. You know, there's so much competition Mm -hmm. here. It's crazy. Like I said, when I started, there was a couple hundred boys in New York. Okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Now there's a couple thousand boys in New York that want to do this. So it's like so much more to deal with than when I came to New York in 1989, there wasn't that many boys to compete with. I knew them all by name. It was easy to spot them on the street and be like, get out of my way. Now there's so many boys around. Now you have social media and you have all these influencers that want to get modeling jobs. Everyone wants to be a damn model now. So it's so hard, much harder to compete. But if you're strong and you put in the effort and you listen and you do what you're supposed to be doing, um, you know, the, the the rewards will come. It's just, you just got to chill. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot more competition, but there, we were talking the other day too, there's also a lot more opportunity because when like, there if is. you want to like segue into to acting, like, there are so many more um, networks now. There are so many, like there are all these streamings. I mean, there's so, the thing is, is the competition is fierce, but there, there's so much opportunity also. Yeah, there is. You and, just have and to be in the like right Nick, place with the right person. And you have to be in the right time, and you have to be ready. You can't. I think with guys like Nick, back in the day when I was modeling, fitness guys like Nick were never to speak. Like, you are not to ever say a word. Just just look great and don't ever talk. Now, the models have to speak. And if you're not interesting, mm-hmm. if clients aren't like, you know, where to go to college? What do you do on the side? Oh, you pour concrete? That's great. Tell me about that. Like, you better have a conversation started. Because if you don't, they're going to be yeah. like, oh, he's a boring John who goes to the gym. Okay, and there's... 50 guys in the hallway just like that, and one of them is more interesting mm-hmm. than you. You know, that's basically yeah. what they're thinking. So you've got to have yeah. a conversation. You've got to be able to speak. You've got to be able to be on camera and deliver lines believably because models are no longer models anymore. They have to be able to talk. You have to be able to host. What if I get a hosting thing for a network, be like, we need fitness guys to host a TV show about working out, about eating right. You better be able to do it. Because if you can, mm-hmm. well, there you go. The jobs just went out the window. You know, so it's different now. Yeah. Back in the day, there was no such jobs like that. There were no such opportunities like that. You just modeled. That's it. Don't talk. Don't ever speak. Now you have to speak. And if you don't speak, you're, you looking good is kind of secondary. They care more about your personality mm-hmm. now than they do about what you look like. You can go to the gym seven days a week. But if you can't deliver a sentence, we don't care. You know, so it, yeah. it's kind of – different now you know yeah and I think that's something awesome like when Nick and I were talking on the other night like I was just so inspired by just how much you want to inspire people with fitness and just all of that stuff so I think like that's something that if you share that story a lot as well as the concrete story but just definitely or as well as your family's business and how you were doing that but definitely like share like share everything that you share with me about fitness. I know, like, I've definitely worked out harder this week than I have than I have in the past just because of our conversations. So, like, I think having an inspiring, like, having an inspiring story like yours is a, is a great asset. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Sorry, I my segue there was very um, poor today. I'm sorry. So, uh, <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about nutrition too, because I want this to be informative. Because um, I know a lot of people who are listening are like aspiring talent. So obviously, working out plays a huge part in um, in being fit, but also um, nutrition does. So, like, tell us how you eat, Nick. Like, how do you eat? to maintain your body and to maintain your physique the way Ryan needs you to? Um, well, I, uh, I pretty much try to focus on chicken, veggies, avocado. You have, want to have some good, uh, good fats and good oil. And, um, you know, I stay away from carbs. Definitely stay away from gluten. Out of, out of carbs, you could have rice and potatoes, um, but potatoes, uh, those are good carbs, and uh, they're not going to stick to your belly. Like if you go eat a pizza, um, carbs and gluten are much worse. So okay. just knowing that um, if you go eat a bagel, you're going you're gonna to hold that weight and that fat um, for a longer period of time than if you eat rice um, or potatoes. But um, no, I just try to keep it lean. I do um, I juice lemons in the morning, and I drink... Uh, two ounces of lemon juice in the morning. What that does is it alkalines your body and uh, instantly hydrates you. Um, and that's, uh, you know, there's a few things. There's so many things to do for weight loss. People try to focus on one thing, but it's not just one thing. If you take, you know, there's big things. There's going to the gym and there's, um, but, you know, weight loss, uh, you know, if you could do 50 small things too, that's going to add up, you know, so. Um, you know, uh, I prefer chicken, pork. I just feels kind of dirty and, and beef is, uh, beef's, uh, beef's not as lean as chicken, obviously. So I try to do chicken. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just easier to do. And part of nutrition is that if you wait to, if you wait to eat by the time you're hungry, you're going to, you're going to mess up. You know, you get so hungry and you just get anxious and nervous and, you know, your mind kind of changes and, and and then you just say, well, I'm so hungry. I'm just I'm just gonna go grab a slice of pizza. I can't wait. You know, so always being mm-hmm. prepared with your meals and, and making them ahead of time. You know, if you can make, you know, go make some chicken breast and um and some broccoli, and then you have it waiting, and and you eat it before you get too hungry, because you know the hungrier you get, the hungrier we get, our minds change, and um, so it's always uh that's. That, to stay consistent, that's the best way because, you know, sometimes you fall off the wagon and you the cards and you say, well, I already, I already messed up today, so I might as well, you know, cheat again and then tomorrow I'll start new. But, um, you know, it's always being prepared with, uh, with healthy meals. Um, really keeps you on track. And don't listen to the VIP Ignite podcast where we talk about all the delicious food. That'll help you as well. <laughs> Well, you know, cheating meals are necessary. You know, we all love. Well, we all love cheat meals. It's just you know, keeping them in, uh, you know, keeping them in moderation. You know, once, twice a week is perfectly fine. If you go out to dinner um, with your family and you go to a nice restaurant, by all means, enjoy yourself. But that's when you say that. That's when you you know you eat healthy all week. So when you go out to dinner on Friday night, you can enjoy yourself. So, you know, cheat meals are fine to keep us sane, you know, um, 
So yeah, one you know one sheet meal, one a couple times a week is isn't bad. You know, just uh, try to try to keep it in moderation is the biggest thing. You know, and uh, okay. don't go running crazy mm-hmm. with it. You know, you eat pancakes in the morning and then a cheeseburger for lunch and you know whatever for dinner. So you know, it's uh it's always best if you start the day out eating healthy because you know a lot of times you eat something unhealthy in the morning and you think you have the rest of the day to eat unhealthy. So yeah. I think working it for me, working out in the morning also helps because I'm like, okay, I just put in all this energy and all this sweat equity. I do not want to mess it up with a cheeseburger and a slice of pizza. I want to like make, make sure that I get the most bang for my buck out of my workout. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, once gentlemen, you I know. Every, every night, unfortunately, every night of the week is Friday night for me. So I don't <laughs> Well, Ryan, maybe we can maybe we can teach discipline. you about some weights and stuff like that. We could change that. <laughs> I don't have the discipline. I just don't. Thank God when I modeled, like the look was waif and everything, and I just had to be skinny. I did it. I literally ate whatever. And the funny thing is, is that I eat the same as I did do now as I did when I was sixteen, eighteen years old, and I my diet has not changed. I'm eating the same exact foods. It's just you know I'm older, so. Yeah, our metabolism slow down once we hit our forties, so we have to we have to be a little more cognizant. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun talking to you two, but our time here is up. So I just want to thank both of you so much for joining me today. And Nick, thank you so much for all of the tips on health and fitness. I'm going to go get myself some chicken and broccoli so that I can be prepared for um, the weekend. So I just want to thank everyone. Thank you both so much for joining me. And I hope both of you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks for having thank me. Merry you. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank I'll you. talk to and both I'll... of you soon, okay? Okay, yeah. very good. Thank you. Okay, see you. Awesome. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope that everyone enjoyed the content here on the VIP Ignite podcast. If you did, please make sure that you go to iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify or wherever else you can get podcasts and make sure that you hit subscribe to the VIP Ignite podcast. And if you are interested in learning to become an actor, a model, or a musician, please go to our website at ammsociety.com where you can register for our next live webinar and potentially get qualified to join us in Los Angeles in June. Thank you so much and have a great day.